This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. When you want the best, you have to act fast, especially when hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people before the competition scoops them up. And the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds top talent fast. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Spotify. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Welcome to the BBC Music Magazine podcast. You can subscribe to the magazine by visiting classical-music.com or to our interactive iPad edition by visiting iTunes.com. BBC Music Magazine is now an official Apple Music curator and you can listen to our exclusive playlists by visiting applemusic.com slash bbcmm. Hello and welcome to our podcast exploring BBC Music Magazine's recording of the month. I'm Rebecca Franks, the magazine's acting deputy editor, and with me in the recording studio is our editorial assistant, Eleanor Cooper. Hello. This episode, we're exploring a hypnotic new disc of Eric Satie, featuring the soprano Barbara Hannigan and pianist Reinbert Deleu. It's on the Winter and Winter label. As our reviewer Christopher Dingle puts it, if you were to buy just one Satie disc in this year, celebrating the 150th anniversary of his birth, this should be it. So let's have a listen. That 
That was Les Anges, the opening song and the first of Satie's Trois Melodies from 1886. Immediately there, I think we've got a flavour of this meditative, calm sound world uh, that Eric Satie creates and also the wonderful purity that both performers bring to it. And actually, it also gives us a clue that this isn't going to be your standard Satie disc of Gymnopédie and Nocienne. Eleanor, can you give an overview of this programme and a flavour of what makes it so special? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in this Satie anniversary year, there have been plenty of recordings of the famous piano works, like you said. But this recording shows us a totally different side to the composer. Uh, many of the songs on this disc are contemporaries of Satie's Nocienne, and they share that same meditative quality that Satie is famous for. Um, but here Satie's setting a text. It's a wonderful thing to hear and it will be a new side to Satie for many. So on this recording, Hannigan and Deleu have recorded Satie's Trois Melodies, written in 1886, uh, Trois Autres Melodies, three other songs, uh, written between 1886 and 1906, and Hymn, written in 1891. And then the larger, uh, later works, Socrat. As uh, Christopher Dingle points out in his review of the recording in our August issue, they've left out a couple of the better-known songs, but I think it does really give more of an insight to um, these lesser-known works of Satie. Great. Well, let's have a listen then to a bit of the main piece on the disc, his Socrates from 1919. movement of Satie's Socrat, a three-movement cantata, or symphonic drama with voice, that sets portions of Plato's dialogues. He started to write it in 1916 and reportedly only ate white food so that he would be in the right frame of mind, as he wanted the music to be white and pure like antiquity. So it, all this sounds like Satie being a serious composer. Do you think he's putting on his serious composer hat, Eleanor? It's always really difficult to tell whether Satie was composing seriously or just poking fun, um, sometimes at the idea of being a serious composer. And I think a lot of how we think about Satie today is tainted by the trouble that he had as a composer in his own time. Because he was famous for um, funny works, it's quite easy for us to taint all of his work with the same brush. Socrates is very different to the madness of the ballet parade or, or the humorous gymnopedy. He sets um, Socrates' philosophy in a very logical and really hypnotic way. Often it almost sounds like speech singing, and he reflects the logic of Socrates in his music. Also, we think. I mean, ultimately, it's very difficult to tell which bits of work were intended as fun and which were serious compositions, but maybe it doesn't matter. I, uh, I think I completely agree, and actually Barbara Hannigan, I think, agrees too, that there is a serious side, but perhaps there's an ironic side going on here as well. Uh, perhaps we should listen to another extract then from this piece. Uh, this is the Mort de Socrate, which at 18 minutes long is the longest of the three movements and, and the final movement. <laughs> Thank you. 
That was Barbara Hannigan and Rheinbeck Delay performing the Mort de Socrate. There's a real sense of detachment and simplicity in that idea you were talking about, about the speech singing, you know, they're just reading this somehow, um, this music. But I imagine that those qualities are very hard to achieve and deceptively hard to achieve. Mm. What did you make of their performance, Eleanor? I have to say, I thought it was absolutely... I mean, we've talked about it being hypnotic. I really was hypnotised and I found myself entirely um, engaged in the work, even though it is a very disengaged work in lots of ways. And the way that Hannigan performs it, I mean, she says in in her interview in the magazine that um, they worked very hard to remove themselves from the performance of it. And I think they do succeed in that, but in doing so, they create this amazing... Uh, quality and kind of hypnotic, mesmerising feeling. I completely agree. And I think they're a wonderful combination Mm. as well because Reinbert Delay has countless solo piano discs of Satie Mm. to his name. And I think here is very understated, as you say, quite distanced from it and beautifully kind of weighted accompaniments. But this is the first time that Barbara Hannigan has recorded Satie, I believe, and I think her really strong background in contemporary music brings a real freshness to it as well. Um, and it's a piece that she says she's known since she was 19 and it's clearly very much internalised and very natural um, for her to be singing this. And as you say, the whole disc is mesmerising. And it's interesting, actually, she says she imagines it's a CD you can sort of sit back, relax and listen to at night in a reflective mood. Is that how you listen to it? In a way, I think because they are so out of the way of the performance, um, there really isn't, you don't get the um, kind of per- their personalities don't get in the way and, and it is very much an internalised performance. It's almost as if Hannigan's singing in her, in her head. It's like you're kind of that interior monologue feeling and, and that kind of translates then to your own interior monologue. I thought it was a wonderful partnership and I think they performed together exceptionally well. Um, Deleu is absolutely placing chords and the whole disc, he just is right where Hannigan needs him to be um, and it just feels there's no trip-ups there's no nothing to get in the way of it at all well I hope everyone else enjoys this recording as much as we have that brings us to the end of this podcast you can read the full review of this recording as well as an interview with Barbara Hannigan in the August issue of the magazine and in the meantime to play us out here's the chanson from Satie's Toise Autre Melodie goodbye goodbye Thank you for listening to this BBC Music Magazine podcast, which was produced in our Bristol studio by Jack Fletcher. For more of our podcasts, visit our website at classical-music.com or simply head to iTunes.